two, one. Hello, everyone, and uh, welcome to the Michael Armstrong podcast show. And uh, this afternoon, I'm joined uh, joined by Adrian Radford from uh, Quick Smart IT, and uh, we're going to have a little chat about uh, business and just see how things uh, have been going for Adrian during lockdown, etc. So, uh, how are you doing today, Adrian? You okay? Good, thanks, Mike. How are you? Yeah, very well, thank you. Very well. Uh, I've had a great time during lockdown. But uh, the first uh, question I always like to ask people is uh, how has lockdown been for you and uh, have you done anything specifically in your business to sort of pivot during these times yes it's been a a really interesting time it's it's been quite good for us to start off with the um obviously with people working from home we bought a lot of laptops um set up some remote working uh setups for, for different companies um so there's quite a lot of project work up front for us um, during lockdown then, obviously, we're probably doing less for clients because there's less of them actually on site. Um, although we're looking after some orthodontics and they were doing a little bit of work. Same with carers, um, so they were still working. Um, so yeah, it's, there's less of the day-to-day stuff, um, which then allows you to kind of concentrate a bit more on the business. You know, and do a bit more of the sort of stuff that you kind of push off to never do, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a big long list. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I think a lot of people have been getting those things that have been on their list for a while, the never done list. Um, you know, I myself have, have done that myself. You know, those long term things that you want to get done, but they're not day to day in your business, but you can just get them done because of the extra time that we've all been afforded. Yeah, yeah. The, just the, the processes for the business and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Getting all those documented and literally sort of uh, branding documents and stuff like that. You know, things that you think, well, I don't necessarily need to do it, but it looks really good when we do do it, sort of thing. Yeah, well, they're all, all good things to have as you grow as a business and as you recruit. They're also great things to have as and when you ever think about selling the business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, true. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So obviously, you, you you do IT. Do you want to have a little chat about uh, all the different areas of IT that you uh, cover? What I can remember. Um, yeah. So we it's pretty uh, wide sort of spectrum of things. We've got we're doing IT support. That's the majority of the you know the, the business. That's the, the sort of day to day sort of thing. Um, but we do the, the project work. Then would be like uh, installing networks, um, desktops, servers. Uh, things like that. We do um, quite a lot of wireless networking. So we're um, we might go into a hotel or something like that and sort of set up where you know where all the access points need to be to cover the whole building and stuff like that, and find out where they've got a weakness and making sure everything's secure. So that takes us on then to cyber security. Uh, it's the buzzword at the moment. So um, we do quite a lot around securing the networks, making sure they've got everything in place that if they ever did have a breach, you know, that we could say to the ICO or something that we've done as much as we can. Um, you know, it's just been unfortunate you've had a breach or something like that. So, uh, yeah, there's, there's quite a lot that we actually do. Um, and it just keeps us busy. Like, you know, we've, we've got plenty of work on at the moment, but, uh, you know, I was looking for more. Exactly, any good entrepreneur is always looking for more work, more customers. Well, we, we get to play with a lot of new toys. Like at the moment now, the boys have got two new servers in the office. Um, brand new kit from Dell, just because Dell had a massive sort of sale on. Um, 
So, and I think, you know, they're struggling to sell kit. So it's, a, it's been a good time to actually buy IT hardware. Yeah. Well, so it's a good time to stock up, sit on some of that stock and, and make some profit margin on it as and when clients need it. Um, the problem is it's really expensive kit sort of thing. So it's not the sort of thing you want just laying around just to, on the off chance somebody wants one, you know, in a month's time or something. Fair enough. Fair enough. But um, okay, so so obviously you do quite a wide range of IT. Then what what sort of got you into that in the first place? What's your what's your history? Uh, <laughs> quite a funny one, really. In school, you had the choice of doing IT or history, and uh, my mother decided that history would be really good for me because she liked it, and uh, IT was something new and wouldn't go anywhere. So in the end, I had to. I did history in school, and as soon as I left then did IT to kind of prove her wrong yeah and that was 30 years ago yeah so a long time long time and uh... yeah so, well after sort of school end did a bit of um, college did my uh, an evening course in uh, the, the higher BTECH sort of stuff and that got me the qualifications then to go off to university and do a degree in computation which I did up in Manchester and that was good. Got a, a job while I was doing uh, my course on um, an international help desk. So that was for AstraZeneca. So they were huge. And you were kind of having phone calls from Japan, uh, the Netherlands, America, all that sort of stuff. And Germany as well. It, it was, um, But it was just good to get to know the different sort of uh, cultures of the people at the same time. So with yeah, the Japanese, everything's got, everything's got to be sorted instantly. Whereas, yeah, you, you would have learned a lot and on a help desk. You learn a lot about a lot of things very quickly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it, the money was fantastic. You know, you were on just under £20 an hour back in 1998 as a student, you know? So that sort of money as a student, you, you're rich, like, you know? Yeah, that was the same as me. I was doing a sales job during my uh, A-levels. So I was earning like £250 a week. Yeah, yeah. You know, rich student. You had, you had the same sort of student experience as me. Yeah. Yeah, we should concentrate a bit more now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> but uh, yeah, okay. So, so, so that's the background, and obviously, so that led you into a career. I guess you had a few jobs, and then just decided at some point go self-employed. Yeah. So, I think when I when I came back to Cardiff, then after um, finishing the degree, started working for um, financial institutions, but I was contracting. So I did a bit of legal in general, NPI, which is a pensions company. Uh, what else have I been? Bit of bit for the National Assembly, uh, HBOS, and then out to First Plus, um, and really learning about IT security and and support. So um, it was a really good sort of learning uh, situation to be in, like you know, being at the banks and how they do security and stuff. Yeah. Stands you in good stead. So it's I started contracting literally at the age of 25 did it for about 10 years and then started on you know started my first it business yeah um what obviously working in a big big companies you learn a lot of stuff you know it's like me i was in a corporate sales background i, I was in a company for 10 years uh, fast growth tech startup business so you know you you see a lot more than the average business sees because my company grew to 25 million turnover in 10 years. Most people don't get there, like, you know, and yeah. uh, obviously you would have been working for big companies that have much bigger systems, bigger need for security and that sort of thing. But um, so, yeah, it's a good, it's a good uh, grounding, if you like. And, and it's the people you meet as well. You know, we, yeah. we met some 
there's a lot of really good contractors out there sort of thing that we met uh, we still sort of keep in touch you know if there was ever anything i needed that was their sort of speciality i get in touch and sort of say oh, how do we do this that the other like you know yeah yeah so you've got a big network then of people that you can call upon yeah, yeah. when the case needs it like yeah yeah and we, and we do use them we, we've had uh, projects where we've called some of the guys in if we need to put in maybe 50 computers over a weekend and stuff like that call the boys in and say look we've got a nice little project you know do you fancy helping out and uh, and it's good to use them yeah fair enough fair enough and uh, what was the uh, the final push or the final pull to go self-employed uh, being on a contract you don't like how is it <laughs> so, so yeah I was, I was working on a contract where I just didn't really get on with a lot of the people there and I I've, I do consider myself as a people person. I get on pretty much with everyone. And uh, I just didn't like it there. And I just said, right, I've got to get out of here. And I've got, you know, I'd already had enough business to kind of keep me afloat. Yeah. So I um, just decided, right, this is this is time to jump ship and uh, do this full time sort of thing. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. So, yeah, so there's always a push or a pull moment, isn't it? So, uh, you know, sometimes uh, us entrepreneurs don't particularly like working for certain types of people. I myself, was the same. I didn't like working for somebody who um, didn't really understand, you know, the the value of, of, of value sales, if you like, and only yeah. wanted to treat you like a commodity sort of thing, like you know. And uh, sometimes you have difference of opinions or different ways about wanting to go about things, and best to, to do things yourself if you if you've got strong values or strong views about the way things should be done. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You know, and. Um... It was just the, the push I needed, like, you know, I, I said to the wife, I said, look, I want to go on my own now, it's, it's time sort of thing. She said, oh no, renew, you know, renew your contract for another three months. We'll have, a, you know, I was only just married sort of thing. She said, oh, we'll have a really nice honeymoon and stuff like that. And uh, went in, had another bad day and I said, no, I'm not doing it. And then literally jumped ship and started on my own. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough, yeah. So, um, and what's the plans for the business sort of longer term? Obviously, um, I guess there's always new things to get into in IT, but have you got any sort of plans where you want to take the business? I, I, I do want to do more on the cybersecurity. Um, I just hate the fact that, you know, somebody can hack somebody's business, um, you know, and, and virtually close them down. You know, if you, if you get hacked, the chance of you surviving that hack is probably quite slim, like, you know? I think it's only like 25% of companies survive a full-on breach and stuff like that. The fines now are massive, you know? Um, so you just have to make sure you've done everything you can to sort of, you know, keep yourself secure and uh, do, just do things right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So so getting more in, into the cyber security and, and, and into the protection of, of people's data and people's sort of uh, systems, if you like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and I just want, I suppose, the end user, you know, the, the, the main client, to understand what they're doing with their data. Do they know where it is? Do they know who's got access to it? Um, how easy is it for somebody, you know, inside the company that could turn rogue, you know, and then do something nasty with the data that way? Yeah. So how does somebody, how, how do you engage with somebody who wants to know that information? What do, do you do, like a site visit or how does that work? Yeah, you, you've, you've got to have face-to-face -face really. You know, I suppose Zoom is, is a great uh, medium sort of thing, but really a face-to-face -face sort of uh, discussion over 
what they're doing with it do they really understand where the data is what they're doing with it um and are they prepared to sort of invest in it because you know some of this isn't cheap sort of things you know you've, you've got to kind of bite the bullet and sort of say look we're going to dedicate a bit of money to this make sure that we're doing things right because if you know if we get any problems the fines are going to be massive yeah it's a bit like an insurance policy yeah we are we are, we are an insurance policy in every way sort of thing you know the um, i suppose people on contract are paying us to make sure things don't break yeah. you know? are you still and able to have those uh, face-to-faces uh, socially distanced uh, not so much at the moment. It's strange because obviously during lockdown, I wasn't expecting to sort of get any new clients at all. But we've picked up two or three, which is, you know, I thought was fantastic. Yeah. I think it's just people, we, we have done a lot more on social media, don't get me wrong. So I'm sure that's helped. Um, but yeah, the, uh, the face-to-face is, you know, you, I don't know. You, you can, I, I suppose you can still have a meeting in somebody's office and social distance. Um, but a lot yeah, of I suppose, I suppose you could you, you, you could still you know have a tour have a tour around a, a building you know and people could show you their server rooms and you know that sort of stuff you know at a two meter distance can they you know yeah yeah and we've, we've done that we've, we've been to a couple of places where uh, you know I was quite surprised that they were even working during lockdown but they they weren't I think people have been adapting as well you know some of the places I went to it wasn't there main business that I was sort of seeing, it was things that they were doing during lockdown to to kind of get by with. Yeah, the, the new business, either their, either their permanent new business or their online venture or their temporary business just to fill the gap well, whilst their main business is on furlough or on yeah, a break. Yeah, because yeah, I, I heard something the other day about a catering company that changed what they were doing. Uh, you know, I think they were probably a restaurant to start off with, but then got into more of a takeaway sort of thing and, and helping out the um, the less privileged sort of thing and then making money hand over fist sort of thing like you know and it's that is the way the business is going to go for them even after lockdown yeah well, there's a load of businesses that have switched you know in manufacturing etc they switched to making ppe or or whatever and there's a lot of businesses yeah. done that and obviously yeah and yeah and some of those businesses that'll be another string to their bow long term and to yeah. some of them, they'll probably switch back. They'll they'll put their resource back into something else once the demand for what they're doing now dries up again. Yeah. So yeah, it's, the whole lockdown thing, I think, has been a bit of a a strange one. It, you know, for some people, it's been an absolute disaster. For us, I I think it's been a positive thing, and it you know, on a, a personal level, having the extra time as well to spend with my daughter and the wife, just to you know do the stuff around the house that we you know we've done quite a lot of uh, maintenance and stuff like that i just really enjoyed it you know yeah and the roads are so much better you know yeah yeah that's good you can, just, you can go out now and it'll only take you sort of five minutes to get home instead of uh, an hour or something like that you know? yeah definitely I mean, you, yeah the, you know I, i'm not looking forward to traffic coming back but i haven't been out and about that much uh, but when you do go anywhere, it's quiet, isn't it? And uh, yes. you know, the time, the time you 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 save from not having to to travel. That's the reason why lockdown's been great for me because I used to do sort of two real world networking events a week, and I probably do about eight Zoom events a week now yes. because you know it probably takes me about the same amount of time to do eight events as it would do to do two in the real yes. world. It's, well, I'm, I'm speaking to people and they're saying, you know, well, I'd spend £200 a, a month on fuel and stuff like that. 
and now they're saying, well, I haven't filled the car up since March. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's lo- yeah, there's uh, there's loads of that. You know, it's definitely lot of, that's one of the big advantages of working from home, which I've benefited from for the coming up to nine years, like, you know, is that yeah, yeah. the costs are much less, because obviously you would just eat when you want to. You haven't got to eat out so much, you know, because you're trying to fill yeah. the time in. So you haven't got to pay for the petrol, you haven't got to pay for the food, you can eat what you want to, when you want to, rather than yeah. on a set time. I, I like all that. That's not always a good thing, Mike. Huh? That's not always a good thing. Well, no, it's not, it's not <laughs> bad, but the good thing there is uh, I can eat what I want when I want, but I've been yeah. eating healthier anyway, but I've also had the time to exercise, which I don't normally get the time to do. You know, I'm normally too busy, and that's one of the things that tends to go, like, you know, well, they used to. But now I'm doing so much of it, I think I'll always maintain it, keep it at a level. I, I'm yeah. exercising twice a day, every day. I have, I'm up to like 50 days now. And oh, uh, really before good. that, I was doing every day, more or less. I was doing five or six days a week, sometimes seven days a week for about two months before that. So actually I've been doing about three, four months now of, of exercising at least sort of maybe six times a week. That may have really good. I, I'm terrible. You know, the, my, my problem is I drive to the office, I sit at my desk. I drive home and I get in a hot tub sort of thing. So my, my, my steps have literally plummeted. But when we were doing a lot of the, um, the garden maintenance and stuff like that, I was finding my steps were going up to 15,000 uh, 15, and stuff like that. The weight was falling off me. I, I literally have lost almost a stone during lockdown. I think that might have a bit more to do with the Guinness. But, um, you know, increasing my steps during the, uh, the lockdown has really helped a lot. Sort of thing. Yeah, I think I've lost a bar of stone as well. So, uh, I, in fact, I come up with a formula. It's called the Smart Happiness Formula. Yeah. And that's because I was living it during uh, lockdown. And that's um, smart is for um, sleep, meditation, ability to perform, um, random acts of kindness, and targets. I believe oh, nice. if you do those five things on a daily basis, you'll be happier yeah. than you are now. So, if if you do any of those five things currently and you're not doing some of the others do the others and you'll be more happier basically yeah and i you know yeah. proved to me because i i've, I've always had good sleep uh, i never really did much meditation but i used to be mindfulness i used to like going out for a run or a ride on my bike and think and let your head clear yeah, yeah, yeah. and then random uh, sorry uh, ability to perform uh, i use that as an a because i needed an a but it covers sort <laughs> of exercise nutrition and um and uh, hydration and that's three things that I do. So I exercise every day. I hydrate regularly, and I yeah. uh, I've been eating good nutrition. I haven't been having no you know fatty foods or no sweets or anything like that. Just eating three normal meals a day, like you know. Yeah. Uh, and then and the random acts of kindness and the targets, you know, so target setting and target achieving. And if you do those things every day, you'll be more happier. So a lot of people are working to long term goals and long term targets, but they don't put in the medium term ones and the short term ones to get there. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. So if you if you work to uh, a big target, if you break it down into sort of three or four things you've got to do to achieve that target, and then you list yourself everything you want to, got to do on a daily basis to get to those medium targets, yeah. Yeah. And because you're giving yourself daily targets, one you get anticipation by looking forward to achieving your targets daily, weekly, monthly, and the big ones, yeah. But you also so, so you get you get excitement and anticipation, especially if the targets or the goals are like a reward, or if you reward yourself for achieving them. So then you can look forward to that anticipation. So say for example, you say, well, if I do this, we'll go on holiday, and you look forward to the holiday, 
for doing the achievement. Yeah. So that gives you the anticipation. But also, if you give yourself daily targets, then most people are happy when they hit their targets. Yeah. So give yourself daily targets that are achievable. Yeah, maybe push you a bit. They've got to push you a bit, but they also got to be achievable. And then you'll feel good every day because you're hitting the targets you want to be hitting. Yeah. Well, I've started doing lists and stuff like that now. So they're, they're my targets kind of thing. Yeah. So I've got a little app that I, I put every kind of little thing that comes into my head that I need to do onto the list. Yeah. And I, and I just literally like the app. Just so I like crossing them off and sort of saying, yeah, right, that's done, that's off. done, that's done. If you make a big ritual of that, so so something which I, I, I've been doing in the last few years, which is really good, is writing targets down on like yellow post-it notes and sticking them around my mirror. Yeah. So I can see them. They're more my medium yeah, yeah. terms and longer term stuff. Yeah. But what's really good then is having a ritual of like ripping the target off and sticking it in the bin, yeah, yeah. scrunching it up and chucking it in the bin. Well, or in a sales the- world, when you have sales targets, they have a ring a bell. Oh yeah, yeah. Having something where you ritualize the the, 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 the goal and maybe high five the people in the office and have the same ritual in place when they do their targets, that can build excitement and anticipation and, 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 and excitement around achieving the targets, which makes you want to achieve them more. Yeah, yeah, I know. Right? It's like a psychology yeah, thing, like, you know, so, so not just, you know, getting rid of something off, that can feel, that make you feel good, but not as big as making a ritual out of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like so, that yeah. idea. So, yeah, I'll, so that's I'll have to use that one, Mike. What's that? I said I'll have to use that one. Yeah, smart, you know, think think smart, do smart every day. Why not be happier, isn't it? Everyone performs better when they're happier. Yeah. Well, my, my sleep has improved massively over the um, the lockdown. Yeah. My, my watch kind of records what the, the sleep pattern is and stuff and gives you a rating out of 100. Yeah. So. I think my average before lockdown was about 75, 76, and I'm up to about 88 now as my average. Yeah. So the so the difference is massive. So well, sleep, I think is a massive. Lot of that sleep, is, sleep is massive. To sleep affects so many things, like you know, so many health benefits. Like because if you're hung, if you wake up hungry, sorry, if you wake up without sleep, you haven't had enough sleep, you'll be hungry. Your body yeah. wants energy, so it'll, it'll ask you for sugar. So then you put on weight. Yeah. So not sleeping well can make you put on weight. It also gives you less energy. So you might think you're doing eight hours work or ten hours work, but you're only really doing six or four because you're not actually producing as much. That's what I'm noticing is that I'm not working as late. Yeah. So you know, my my habit before would be you know in the office all day sort of thing, go home, do a little bit, you know, maybe have some clients even in the evenings, but then work, you know, probably till twelve, one o'clock at night sort of thing. Yeah. But I find I don't need to do that now. I'm getting no. more done during the day, and I think it's down to the, the hydration as well. But water, so water's water. another one, yeah. So so obviously hydration is a big part. I'm on a challenge at the moment when I drink um, uh, a gallon of water a day. Yeah, yeah. Which is eight, eight pints. Well, I, I've got a, a one litre um, cup sort of thing. Yeah. And I'm doing that three or four times a day now, filling that up. Yeah, this is, this is my uh, cycling cup, which is quite a big one. Yeah, yeah. And I, I constantly got that full of water, like you know, and it's constantly with me, like you know. So it's like two, it's like two pints in one cup, yeah. like you know. Good so I'm constantly drinking yeah. that all day, but um, but yeah, you know, I think that keeps you alert. It stops you getting energy. And what it, what that does as well is you stop getting so hungry. So that stops you putting on weight as well. If you don't yeah, eat so like much that. food. Yeah, and I, I think like, the other thing is 
you know, three or four times a week, I'd probably go to the pub late at night. We go at half ten, for, you know, for two pints sort of thing. And not putting a thousand calories in your body just before you go to sleep is probably been a really good thing for me. Like, yeah, that's not that's not good. Yeah, that's not good no. because you sleep on that and you just turn into fat because it's got nowhere to go. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm only doing yeah. that. I've literally now I'm only drinking on a Sunday. Yeah, well, I actually again part part of this challenge is I've, I've not been drinking for fifty days. It's the longest I've ever gone without a drink, like you know, probably the longest before that's been like two weeks or something. But oh, yeah, you know, that's just crazy, Mike. That's crazy talk. I have uh, I have times <laughs> like in the summer where I might only have one or two glasses because I tend to drink less in the summer. But I'm, I'm 50 days now and I'm on a 75 day challenge, so I've got 25 days left. Oh, you'll smash it, mate. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do uh, 50 days to blow it in the last 25. Yeah, well, I think my, my challenge ends on the 18th of August, something like that. So actually, that was the best time for me to do the challenge, which is why I did it when all the pubs are shut, you know, and yeah. when I wasn't that real world networking and that sort of thing. But um, yeah, that'll be more of a challenge, but not really, I don't think, because I just won't go to the pubs. So therefore, it won't be a challenge. It only be a challenge if I was going there and enticing myself, if you like, you know. I'll just yeah. avoid, I'll just keep avoiding the pubs until my challenge is over. Then I'm going to go out on a big uh, all day, and I think, and just uh, enjoy myself. Because I've, I've been on a diet, uh, no drinking, drinking a gallon of water, reading 10 pages of, of an educational book, and exercising twice a day, every day, for what will be 75 days then. Like, you know, so I'm, I'm going to have a big blowout. Yeah, you might go missing for a couple of days. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> you know, I'd do all that good work for seventy-five days. <laughs> but no, I'm looking forward to that. In fact, uh, you know, I might even though, just because I like pushing things, I might do the hundred days, which Ooh. will see me to the end of August, because then my birthday's in September. So. <laughs> yeah, you got you got to do it before September, sort of thing. You don't want to be uh, having a dry birthday. Yeah, no, definitely. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, so I, that's why I've enjoyed the lockdown because I've been creating a lot more. I've been doing a lot more. I've written a book. I've written these uh, formulas. I haven't just got those five happiness formulas, the, the, the stuff that makes you happy every day. But um, I've got a success formula, which is seven steps of success. Because once I created the five uh, happiness formula, the five step happiness formula, I realized a big part of happiness to me as well is success. And that led me yeah. to do, okay, well, what makes you successful? And, I, and yeah. I put in the seven pillars of success, what I've believed all through my life is, is what I do and what I invest in to be more and more and more successful. And I think yeah. those seven steps are um, systems, technology, relationships, efficiency, action, marketing and sales. So I call it streams. Yeah. Yeah, and if you do if you do the two things together, smart streams, then then I believe that's long term success, because you can be successful, but if you're not looking after yourself, it can be short term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unsustainable, but if you actually if you if you do those seven pillars of success, so you invest in systems, technology, relationships, efficiency, action, marketing, and sales, and then you put in the, the five happiness bits: so exercise, nutrition you know, hydration and then the sleep, the meditation, the random kindness and the targets, put all of that together and you've got long-term performance because, um, you know, you, you're going to be looking after yourself at the same time as being successful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously one of my steps is technology and that is using IT whenever possible to make sure you're protecting your success and your performance yeah. and your business. 
Yeah, just just doing it right. If, if you do it right from the start, then uh, you're probably going to save yourself a lot of hassle further along the line, sort of thing, like, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think, you know, a big part of success is looking after your ability to perform as a person yeah. and then as a business. That's when IT services come in. IT services look at they protect your ability to keep performing. Oh, mate, actually, one of, one of the ones we did before, we went to a, a client and um, they knew they needed new uh, PCs right the way throughout the business. But I, when I spoke to some of the, um, the users, I said, what, what do you do in the morning? You know, she said, well, I turn the computer on, I go and do the tea and I do this and I do that. She said, and by the time I finished all that, my computer's up and running then. So I said, well, how long does it take to get up and running? She said, about 45 minutes to turn on. So every day for like the last two and a half years, she'd been losing 45 minutes a day. And that's and that happens if the PC crashes, another 45 minutes. Yeah. You know, if she has to reboot for, you know, because something's not working, another 45 minutes gone. Yeah. So we put a, a PC in, literally, you know, it boots within 10 seconds, she's up and running. She's just absolutely flabbergasted. She could not believe how much more work she could get done during the day just that's by amazing. having yeah. a functioning PC. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I say another another one of my formulas is efficiency, and ultimately, technology uh, when it works well, it improves your efficiency. You get a lot more done in your day. Yeah, people yeah. say you, you can't buy more time, but you can make more time out of the things you're doing if you can get them yeah. done quicker. Spend your money smartly, isn't it? Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, uh, yeah, so that's why that's why I'm going to be uh, going in and uh, teaching those, those sort of formulas to to corporates really because. I think a lot of people go in and do sales training and marketing training and, and, and IT training and all these things, but they don't look at it holistically together. Where, you know, yeah. if you want to be successful, you've got to work on all of them, haven't you, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it? yeah it's just, uh, it's like uh, the R in my formula is relationships, and that's team building and networks. Yeah, I do a lot of team building, a lot of networking. And, yeah. and, and IT, again, you know, one of the big flaws in IT sometimes is where the relationships aren't working, the communication's not good, and so it's the people you've got working in your business that cause the problems for your cybersecurity. It's not necessarily yeah. the infrastructure you've got in place, but sometimes it's the people you've got in place and what they're doing to, 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 to bypass the systems. Yeah, yeah. And the, the worst one for that is probably um, USB sticks. They think, well, we've got nothing in place now for me to be able to work on this document at home. I'll copy it off to our system onto the USB stick and take it out. And then they lose that disk, you know, with, with the uh, all the information on. It's not encrypted, it might have personal information on it. You get done on that sort of thing, you, you know, they'll they'll pull you over the coals sort of thing. Yeah, like, you know? and the laptop on the train. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's plenty of those around. Yeah, and but then there's the, the, the acceptance of the of the random email that uh, is obviously dodgy. Yeah, yeah, and and one of the ones they do on um, cybersecurity testing is they'll leave a USB outside a building or something like that. So they'll wait for somebody to go in, you know, see it, pick it up, and take it into the office so they can see what's on the USB stick. Yeah. But it could be anything. It could be a virus. It's just going to give full access to, you know, a cyber criminal sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. I think it's important for. Do you help companies with that as well? And have they manage their staff to make sure they're not the, the weak point? Yeah, we've we've got um, a couple of partners that do full on training and stuff like that for um, cybersecurity, but even just day to day training sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's you know that is you know as far as I know from what I know of cybersecurity that you know the human 
beings within the business are, are one of the weaker points, like, you know, to yeah, explain. It's the weakest link in the chain, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same as, like, with the passwords, isn't it, when everyone uses, you know, password one. Oh, don't, don't. I've seen, I've seen some people actually change uh, a full-on uh, random password, you know, very high security sort of thing, and they changed it to password two. And they got they got hacked, and when I asked them what happened, they said, "Oh, and they, they're ex-military." So I was thinking they had some sort of clue, like you know, yeah. yeah. And then they just go and do that and get hacked straight away. I was like, "What was the password? Password two. Well, of course you're going to get hacked. You know that that password would be hacked in less than one second. Yeah, it's like top of the list. It's like when they're sending that uh, file down to try all passwords. It's the second one on the list after password. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, you, you can tell them until you're blue in the face sometimes. People just will not listen. Yeah. Uh, people, you know, think they're listening, taking it, but it just goes in one ear and straight out the other, like, you know? They That's why you've got to you, have systems as well as the training, because, you know, you know the training will work on a percentage of the people, but you still got to have fail-safe systems and all the rest of it in place in order to uh, check those things out, like, you know? Yeah. And, and the business needs to train the staff on a fairly regular basis and sort of say, look, you know, sign this to sort of say, we've been through this, that, the other, and if you do pick up a USB stick and it, ha you know, it's got something dodgy on there, you're probably going to get sacked sort of thing, like, you know? Yeah, 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 they need to make it clear uh, what the rules are within their um, documents, like their, their staff documents and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Okay, so um, so remind people again uh, the, the areas that you you work with, so that they can um, uh, you know, remember if that's them if they're listening and they think, oh yeah, some of the some of the main industries you work with, and remind that's people how they can get in touch with you, etc. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's anyone really who has IT systems, which is virtually anybody. Um, we do all the uh, the IT sort of security, the setting up of networks, uh, being able to work from home securely even just making sure that people have enough cover with their antivirus you know and malware sort of software um, if they have problems with the wi-fi in the house you know if you need sort of uh, an extra access point or something like that we can sort that sort of thing out um, yeah and, and anyone at google's quick smart it will find out how to contact us sort of thing we've got websites you know we're on social media and uh, and that's pretty much it really Okay, and what's, what's the main social media platform to get hold of you if they want to speak to you directly? What's the best one? Uh, probably Facebook. I, I'm not much of a, a Twitterer. No. Um, but uh, yeah, Facebook is probably uh, the easiest one. Okay, and uh, is there many Adrian Radfords on, uh, on on Facebook or are you easy to find? Not that look as bad as this. <laughs> so, uh, no. So, uh, yeah, just look up for this ugly mug and uh, Adrian Radford, and that's me connect with you on Facebook. Brilliant. All right, then. And, uh, and obviously, they can go on the website, can't they? Uh, you said you think Google search it. Yeah, quicksmart-it.com. Yeah, brilliant. All right, then. Well, uh, thanks a lot for uh, coming on my podcast, uh, Adrian, and uh, explaining a little bit about what you do. Nice one, Mike. Thanks for yeah. All right, then. Brilliant. And uh, there's nothing else left for me to say now, other than have a great day. I know I will. And thanks very much for listening. <laughs>